If they ask me, I could write a book about the way you walk, whisper. It is Monday. It is that wonderful time of the week when we get to uh, begin our week by uh, Megan Zinn introducing us to a wonderful book distributor, a wonderful publisher, or at times, a wonderful a local author. Author, yes. Um, my guest is Anne Pinkerton. Um, welcome, Anne. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Uh, Anne is an essayist and a memori- memoirist. I don't know how to pronounce the word. Memoirist. Memoirist. Good. Thank you. <laughs> and poet. And her memoir, with that I can pronounce, Were You Close? A Sister's Quest to Know the Brother She Lost, was published last year by Vine Leaves Press. Um, so, Anne Pinkerton, the title of your book, um, Were You Close? A Sister's Quest to Know the Brother She Lost, tells us a lot mm-hmm. about your memoir, but tell us a little bit more about it. What What are you doing um, in this memoir? Sure. Um, I guess at first... I thought I wanted to write about my brother, who Mm -hmm. I lost, because he was an incredible guy. But then the longer I spent with the material, um, the more I realized that the issue of grief in Mm -hmm. our culture, Mm -hmm. and specifically grief surrounding sibling loss, became a real central focus. Um, So the title is inspired by the question that I was asked most often, uh, which seemed really straightforward at first, and then... The longer I thought about it, it seemed more and more complicated. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess I spend a lot of time trying to answer it for myself in a really deep and meaningful way. Yeah. So it's both about my brother, David, but it's also about grappling with this issue of brothers and sisters not being treated with kind of the same respect mm-hmm. or acknowledgement in our culture um, as those who've lost someone close to them. Um, close being relative here, of course. But, uh, you know... Parents mm-hmm. and children and spouses even yeah. are treated with more gravitas. Yeah, there's not for lack clear of a better guide, word. guidelines on how to grieve and and well, we're bad at grieving. We're bad at grieving in again. general, mm-hmm. but I because that was my specific experience. I really honed in on that and this issue of someone being part of your nuclear family and someone that you theoretically spent a lot of formative time with and anticipated growing old with not being kind of considered someone who was a big deal to yeah. to lose yeah. was something that I got um, yeah, essentially obsessed with and <laughs> and really spent a lot of time delving into. So it's a personal story, but it's also, I guess, a bit of a cultural commentary about that. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to have you read some um, from the book. Um, sure. I think this is the start, yes? This is the start. Uh, so the opening chapter is the same as the title of the book, Were You Close?, This is the question that people asked me when they learned my big brother died. Were we close? Of course we were. That's a ridiculous question. This is David we're talking about, not just any brother, not just anyone, the best. When I was little, he changed my diapers and made up hilarious stories to send me off to sleep. He helped me learn how to swim and ride a bike and water ski. He encouraged me to be myself no matter what anyone else thought. And he always, always put his arm around me and kissed me right on the lips whenever I saw him. I loved him tremendously, and he would have done absolutely anything for me. I feel like half a person now that he's gone. We were close. After I stopped shouting all this in my head, my mind flashes to how much time often passed between our phone calls, how brief our emails were, how infrequently I visited him in Texas where we grew up and where he stayed, 
how over the course of nearly 20 years, he visited me only twice in my adopted state of Massachusetts. I didn't know what was going on in his life a lot of the time, other than the major stuff, like the woman he was currently dating or which adventure race he and his team were competing in next. With shame, I remember again, for the millionth time, that I hadn't even known he was on one of his big outdoor excursions when he went missing, when it took two days to find him, when it was the end. And after a pause, I answer softly, feeling almost embarrassed, like I'm not telling the whole truth. Yes, yes we were. It's uh, so moving and so much right there in one page. Um, what what made you decide to um, write a book about this? You know, why? How was this the way that you decided to explore it? Um, as I mentioned in a chapter in the book, as part of my processing, I ended up in a bereavement writing group okay. with a really, really wonderful local woman named Becky Jones, mm-hmm. who is part of Straw Dog Writers Guild, okay. which is a really great. Uh, Western Mass community of people like me. Mm-hmm. Um, and Becky really gave me a space to process. I'd always been a writer, and I really found it incredibly therapeutic to do this kind of work on the page. But the more I shared the writing with that group, the more I felt like maybe there was something resonant here that went beyond me. And so I started considering the possibility of sharing the writing more broadly. And I guess it took me a couple of years before I ended up in a bereave. I mean, I ended up going and checking out an MFA program. Mm-hmm. And that was when I really recommitted to myself as a writer and where I really dug into the writing of this book. I don't think I knew it was going to be a book yet. Mm-hmm. It really was never the original intention. It was writing for myself first, then thinking of writing for others. I published a couple of excerpts first, which I didn't. I wouldn't have called that then. I would have called them essays yeah. that were surrounding these issues, um, but that ended up in the book as chapters in different, you know, slightly different form. And um, the first version of this was my graduate thesis. Ah, so that's when it sort of started to gel mm-hmm. as a real collection that could be a book. All right. Okay. Um, I'm talking to Anne Pinkerton, author of the memoir, Were You Close? A Sister's Quest to Know the Brother She Lost. How do you go about, I'm always interested with memoir, how one goes about recreating this history. Like how much it is, is it just memory? Um, is your memory that good? Are you, did you have to do some of your own like, personal um, anthropology, talking to family and friends, looking at letters, looking at documents? How do you, how do you approach this kind of thing? It's a great question, and I'm really fascinated by memory, which is deeply fallible. Yeah. (laughs) Um, There's actually a great article in the Times yesterday about memory and an author who has done some deep research on it whose name is going to fall out of my head right now. Of course, you can't remember. Of Of course. course. Yeah, yeah. Because memory. Um, Yes. Yes to all of your questions. Yes, I drew on whatever I had in terms of material, which ranged from... I mentioned my brother's iPod in this, you know, Mm -hmm. like wanting to research what music he was listening to, to talking to my mom, to talking to my brother, to talking to my dad, to my brother's teammates, of which there there were many. Um, When he was doing all of his races, they were a really, really big source of information in terms of understanding what that world looked like, Mm -hmm. what being outside and competing looked like. Um, So, yeah, I did do – I wouldn't have called it research at that time. I think I just called it curiosity, Mm -hmm. but I was definitely trying to get at what was real about his experience. And I I think one of the most important 
chapters in here for me is looking up to, which is about looking up to my big brothers. And it's, it is the one that takes place when I'm like four or five. Mm -hmm. Now, naturally I wasn't taking notes then. (laughs) Um, And that was one of the few pieces that I really wanted to run by someone to make sure it felt right. And my dad assured me it felt real. And that was a really big deal to me. So I did, it's not exactly a fact check, right? Mm -hmm, But it was sort mm -hmm. of a a sensibility check, you know, does this feel like a scene that might have taken place? Yeah. I mean, that's the difference with memoir and journalism mm-hmm. on some level is that you're trying to tell a story that's as true as possible right. without, I mean, obviously I can't tell you that that actual dialogue took of place course. or yeah. that things were said exactly that way and in, in that room, in that cabin or whatever. But um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think we plumb our, our memories for for what we can glean. And take it from there. Ann Pickerton, by writing the book, were you close? This is kind of a Megan's in question, actually. I've learned this from here. <laughs> Uh-oh. But um, uh, circling back to the bereavement writing group that you sure. participated in, um, whatever motivated you to participate in that, by having written this book, once you figured out that this is going to resonate beyond myself, for other people perhaps, did you achieve what you needed to achieve personally by writing this book? It's a multi-level question, I think, <laughs> because – but the answer is yes. I mean, I think what I wanted to achieve was telling a story about my brother. So, yes, I've been able to introduce him to a much larger oh, audience, damn. which means a great deal to me. It keeps him alive in a way that's really important to me. But the other big, big goal – was connecting with other people who lost siblings. And Mm. I remember when the book published, a writer friend said, what will success look like to you? And I said, if I make one other person out there feel less alone with Mm -hmm. what they're experiencing, Mm -hmm. then I win. And so, yes, I'm privileged to say, I feel like I filled a little hole in the shelves of the literature of loss and I helped connect with other people and the messages from them mean everything. Um, tell us just briefly. Um, I don't know what we ever got into. Your your brother was quite um a, quite a an adventurer, adventurer, and a fascinating guy. Can you just tell us a little bit about the kind of things that made him amazing? Sure. I mean, he was a doctor by trade mm-hmm. and had a radiologist. Really, he was a radiologist mm-hmm. and worked in a radiological practice for sixteen years in Houston. Um, and was a you know very popular, charming, loving guy. I think his patients were quite fond of him. I know his colleagues were. and um, But his real passion was being outside and challenging himself athletically. And so that started, I think, in I think when he was in medical school is when he really fell in love with triathlons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then later that evolved to a lot of cyclocross racing and then ending up doing mountain bike racing and ultimately adventure racing, which – I have to describe to people as kind of like a triathlon on steroids (laughs) in in the great outdoors. So sometimes multi-day, multi-week excursions with a team doing a whole multitude of athletic disciplines, ranging from horseback riding to mountain climbing to, you know, also biking, racing, swimming. Um, So it's, yeah, he liked everything outside. He really did. He was... Very excited about learning all kinds of new disciplines Amazing. and taking it all on. Yeah. I could see why the loss was so deep based on your description of your mm. brother. Um, Megan Zinn and Ann Pinkerton are discussing Were You Close? A Sister's Quest to Know the Brother She Lost. We will continue that conversation right after this. 
You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg, WHMP. And we continue well, sharing a conversation between uh, Megan Zinn and Ann Pinkerton, the author of Were You Close? A Sister's Quest to Know the Brother She Lost. Very poignant, very moving. Yeah. And um, how was your family's response to the book? You talked about how your father, obviously they were helping you with parts of it, but um, did you get, were there negative and positive and, and things all over the place to the book? Uh, it's a complex answer. <laughs> I can um, imagine. Because... Not only our family is complex, but um, writing about grief is mm-hmm. complex. And, of course, everybody's reaction to it is different, which is something that I explore in the book. Um, I was really dedicated to looking right at my grief and really plumbing the depths of it. Mm-hmm. Other families were not so mm-hmm. uh, enamored of going right in there. And I respect their way of processing, of course. Uh, everybody's different. That being said, my mom and my brother have not read my book. Ah, okay. Which is weird to say because it's the biggest thing I've ever done Mm -hmm. and they're big parts of it. They were very aware I was doing it. They're very aware it exists. I gave them advanced copies when I had them. So it's not like there's anything untoward or that wasn't above board Mm -hmm, about mm -hmm. this. But I certainly felt a little nervous about everybody's reaction because I – uh, sometimes overshare in ways that probably aren't entirely comfortable. I'm sure every memoirist goes through this in yeah. terms oh, of yeah. you write about your own life experience, but by definition, other people come into play. And how are they? Were they gonna... supportive of you doing it? They were. They were. I mean, it's not that I exactly asked permission, but they definitely never said that would make me crazy. Now, my mom sort of has in, insinuated that you know she's a very private person and I'm really not and that there are <laughs> things that may make her not entirely comfortable about it but um you know it's I've been I've been completely transparent about it you know the other reactions have been from other people in the book my dad my brother's dad and stepmother um and frankly their step siblings and some uncles and like much more extended family have been amazing about it. And I recognize that the actual experience and the pain of losing David is like one step removed for some of them. Mm -hmm. And so it maybe makes it a little bit easier to, to go in and read a whole book about it, but it's been really mixed. It's not that anybody's had a negative reaction. Mm -hmm. It's just that some people haven't been able to engage with the material the same way. Yeah. Um, you really, um, you know, the, the description of learning that David had died is, um, and the days following it are emotionally harrowing and wrenching. Um, it's beautiful. It's, um, gut, it's a gut punch um, to just even the reader, let alone you. Um, you know, how do you m- take care of yourself when you're writing something like that? Is it, is it cathartic? Is it triggering? And what do you need to do for yourself when you're writing those types of things so that you don't get lost in it? You don't get drawn back into that pain? It's such a good question and it's something I, I talk about when I do workshops, which I do mm-hmm, from time to mm-hmm. time, that I call writing through loss. And really what I talk about first is taking care of yourself in yeah. the process because, yes, it's cathartic and, yes, it's triggering. And, yes, it can be devastating. It can feel almost re-traumatizing mm-hmm. sometimes. So, again, this is why I appreciate that not everyone wants to go there. Um, I feel like I had to take a lot of breaks. This Mm -hmm. book took a very long time because the material was so hard. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, I had to dip into it and then take time away from it. 
I think a lot of people, including myself, take a lot of comfort in working with a therapist when they're working (laughs) through this material because that's helpful in a number of ways. Um, Spiritual practice, yoga, friends, supportive spouses, the whole nine yards, I think, are really meaningful when you're going through this kind of work. It's not easy and it's not an escape from reality like maybe writing a novel with imaginary characters might be. So not to suggest that can't take on you know, deep and difficult yeah. materials, but yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, I'm talking to Anne Pinkerton, author of Were You Close? A Sister's Quest to Know the Brother She Lost. Are you working on anything new right now, real briefly? Well, only, only, I'm going to cut that oh, off. Oh, we got to cut off. We don't have much time. Uh, uh, so people can get this at, a, at an independent bookshop near you. Yes, right? indeed. And do you have any readings uh, lined up? I don't have any at the moment. If anyone would like to have me, I'm wide yes. open. And, and, uh, and there's a web. And Anne's got a website that you can find out more info. AnnePinkertonWriter.com. Yes. AnnePinkertonWriter.com. Thank you so much for sharing this story. Thank you, Megan, for introducing us to Anne Pinkerton. Were you close? And thank you for joining us today. We'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow.